Let's go racing, boys. I want to hear you. All right, we go racing at Daytona where there will be no mufflers unlike at L.A., and hopefully they haven't switched to all electric cars just yet. Let's welcome in Jeff Owens. In the fast lane, another season of NASCAR with Jeff on Friday nights. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm great, Phil. How are you? Uh, Great to be back. No, we're so happy you're with us and appreciate you as always. And here we go into another long, draining, tiring NASCAR season. (laughs) And a lot of things have changed, and drivers have changed, sponsors have changed. The car is about the same, though they're doing some funky things to it. What are you thinking going into this season? Yeah, it's going to be a little different. Uh, They have made some changes to the cars. You know, hopefully they... You know, the, the changes they've made to the rear clip and stuff are going to help out from a safety standpoint. But, yeah, they're going to have uh, uh, mufflers at some tracks, short tracks and road courses and stuff like that. That'll be a little bit odd. But, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, the second year with this car. And it'll be interesting to see who has, uh, you know, gained the most knowledge and experience with it and if some of these teams are able to gain an advantage. I mean, the story of last year was just incredible parody uh, with 19 different winners and the playing field as level as, it, as it's ever been. So I think the big thing to watch this year, you know, is that going to continue? Or are we going to see some teams like Henrik or Gibbs or Penske, you know, tinker with this car and gain a little bit of an advantage? And we, so, we sort of see the cream rise back to the top, so to speak. So. Uh, that's kind of what I'm curious to see is how it all plays out and, uh, you know, how much better or different are things going to be in, in year two of this new car. Well, let me ask this question, and I'm going to ask it for Chris Bergen because I know when he gets a chance to ask, he's going to ask it, so I'm going to ask it for him, and here it is. When you mention the mufflers, here's the question. Why? Why? Why yeah, are they putting mufflers pretty... on a beautiful-sounding car? I know. I think a lot of NASCAR fans are asking that. Uh, I think it's just a sign of the times. You know, you made a joke earlier about electric cars. <laughs> you know, how much longer before we see that? You know, there's been talk of that down the road. I, I, I personally hope that never happens. But uh, I think that's just a sign of the times and, and the way we're moving. The country is moving, you know, from an environmental standpoint. And so, you know, if you put mufflers on the car, you do away with a little bit of noise pollution, I suppose. Uh, and it makes it, uh, you know, one thing we did here last year is that the cars were louder at short tracks, uh, particularly at places like Bristol and Martinsville. They were louder than the previous car. So this is an attempt to sort of quieten that down a little bit and sort of make it a little bit closer uh, to what they used to be and maybe a little bit, quiet, uh, you know, a little bit uh, softer than that. So, uh We'll see. I mean, it sounds sort of ridiculous, but, uh, you know, uh, hopefully they've got a good reason for doing it. Hmm. Jeff Owens in the fast lane with us here tonight on Sports Talk, getting ready for Daytona weekend. As a matter of fact, the truck series is about to get started down at the World Center of Racing, the 500 coming up on a Sunday. And once again, Jeff, Alex Bowman will sit on the pole. This is his sixth time now that he's going to sit on the front row, and the third time he's been on the pole when is he going to finally bust through and win this thing? I mean, does it become a point where is his car in qualifying just that much better? Or what is he doing in qualifying that has not been able to translate for him? And I realize super speedway racing is different, but still that he can't translate over to the race on Sunday. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Hendrick has just thoroughly dominated qualifying at Daytona 500 for quite a while. I think they've won eight out of the last nine poles there, uh, something like that for the Daytona 500. So Hendrick has just got a real advantage when it comes to qualifying. But, of course, it's a whole different game when you put the race setups and those things. And we mm-hmm. saw that last night in the in the qualifying races. You saw different guys. You know, the Chevys and Hendrick dominated qualifying. And then when we got down to racing last night, we saw the Fords up there. We saw some Toyotas up there, and it was much more even. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a big story from Hendrick's standpoint, you know, as far as, you know, both Alex Bowman and William Byron, to me, have a lot to prove because Hendrick has always had great drivers, but right now Kyle Larson and, and Chase Elliott are their top two so the question is, can Byron and Bowman uh, catch up to those guys and be as competitive? They both recently signed contract extensions, so Hendricks uh, obviously got a lot of faith in them. But uh, it's up to those two guys now to take that speed and, trans- and translate it into wins. Jeff, I remember at the uh, Southern 500 sitting up in the media center and some of the guys who cover NASCAR a lot more closely than uh, Phil and I do, more like you do, they were starting to nickname him Alex No Showman. Is that a fair assessment of his career? I mean, it sounds harsh, but, I mean, is that a fair assessment of where he's gone thus far in his career? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I I think it's fair. I mean, he's been inconsistent. Uh, And the other thing that's sort of been a knock on him is that some of those races, I forget which driver it was, but one of the drivers he beat last year was sort of making fun of him because of this because he tends to uh, show up right at the end. And, uh, you know, some of his wins have, have been a situation where they've used good pit strategy and, you know, he hadn't been that fast throughout the race and he shows up at the end and he gets a victory. Hmm. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we saw, mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of drivers throughout the history do that. Um but I think he's one of those guys that uh, has been really inconsistent. He's capable of winning. He's had a couple of three-win seasons before, uh, but he's just very inconsistent. So I think that's something they, uh, that Hendrick will uh, keep an eye on this year. They need both him and William Byron to, to be fast and be a little bit more consistent. There are obviously a thousand storylines we're going to be following throughout the season, but one I'm going to keep an eye on is what Kyle Busch does now that he goes over to Richard Childress Racing. And what do you anticipate from him? He's going to start at the back on Sunday because he wrecked in the twin duels last night. But what do you anticipate? What's a legitimate season for a guy as talented as Kyle Busch, but maybe not in as good equipment as he's been in in the past? Yeah, I think they're they're talking and thinking championship. and, and you're right. That 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 to me is probably one of the biggest stories of the year. Is how well is he going to do at Childress? And, and there's a lot of different ways to look at this thing. You know, you could say Childress is not up to Joe Gibbs standards, and that's probably true. But last year, with the field being a little bit more even, Childress won four races, and we saw Tyler Reddick have an outstanding season in that car. He won three races. Uh, he he made a deep run in the playoffs. And now Kyle Busch is going into that car. So there's a lot of thinking out there that Kyle Busch is going to elevate that car and elevate that team. And because he's one of only, he's the leader on that team now, and he's one of just two drivers instead of one of four at Gibbs, that he is going to up his game, win races, and be a championship contender again. And I'll tell you, I can't find fault with that. Uh, I, I think this is a perfect match. The irony is, we know the story, that 
you know, Childress used to hate Kyle Busch, and, huh. and he's the he actually took his wristwatch off one time in the garage and told somebody here hold my watch, and then he punched Kyle Busch right in the face. <laughs> um, now, dri- now, now, Kyle, now Kyle is driving for him, and Childress loves the guy. He, he loves, you know, Dale Earnhardt had an edge to him just like Kyle Busch does, mm-hmm. and Childress loves that. I think this is a perfect match. And the other thing that's been really interesting to me so far, you know, Kyle's one of those polarizing drivers fans love to hate. He, he does have a lot of fans, but he's got way more that hate him. Hmm. But but in listening to fans for the last month or so, I can tell you that his fan support has grown tremendously just by moving to Childress and to Chevrolet. Uh, Chevrolet fans love this guy. Um, now he's gained a lot of fans. So he's going to be a guy I believe we're going to be talking about all year long. Hmm. Just don't let him go back down to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That yeah, that, that, that's the thing. If he can beat the rap in Mexico, he'll be a contender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not doing uh, five years to life. Okay, last thing. Got about he's a minute. Stay away from Childress's guns too. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. So, I mean, listen. It's a crapshoot. Anytime you try to predict uh, a restrictor plate race, uh, Daytona, Talladega. We all know that. But w- what's the key here? Uh, being out front early, setting the pace, or or laying back and staying out of trouble and making your move late, which strategy would you go with? Yeah, that, that's a tough call as always at Daytona. I mean, I think I want to be up front, uh, and you but you got to be careful up there too. We saw what happened last night. You know, Kyle Busch is up front and he gets run into from behind and wrecked. So, and that's going to happen. You know, we're going to see some more. They haven't quite. One of the things NASCAR did that I, I hate is they didn't give them any practice before qualifying or before that race last night. And I think that partly led to that wreck. But I think you got to be up front. And uh, the guys I really liked last night were Ryan Blaney looked great. I think he's got a shot. Brad Keselowski. I think the Fords are going to be tough to beat. Okay, Jeff. We're off and running, my man. Thank you. Have a great uh, 500 weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. Okay, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy Thank the you. Thank you. Jeff Owens. Got George Bryan and company coming up.